everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, we are, uh, I guess, continuing the very, well, I'm saying very popular. It is popular based on downloads and based on requests. ASMR, ASM articles, which is basically, um, <laughs> we just pick a topic or, you know, you suggest a topic or I pick a random topic and uh, we read about it through Wikipedia. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, you know, kind of started off as a joke, but people seem to like it. I kind of enjoy doing it because, you know, the whole idea is we're kind of learning something new together. And sometimes the topic is so boring that people will let me know that, you know, it really helped them fall asleep. So great. You know, I mean, that's that's OK as well. You know, that is obviously one of the uh, the goals. This is the goal of the podcast, if that's what you listen to it for. So anyway, I um, don't remember how it is I picked uh, reading about Fiji. Um, it might just because I have a joke. Uh, that I'm Every time I get frustrated, I'm like, I'm just going to go live on Fiji. Or maybe it's from the Truman Show. I don't know if uh, I'm sure a few listeners at least have seen the Truman Show with Jim Carrey. You know, his whole thing was his life was being filmed. It's basically just a reality TV show and that he wants to go to, uh, <clears throat> he wants to go to, uh, Fiji because that's where his, uh, true love is or whatever. So let me just pull up my document here. Fiji, officially the Republic of Fiji is in archipelagic we're already off to a good start. State in Melanesia in the South Pacific Ocean, about 1,100 nautical miles or 2,000 kilometers northeast of New Zealand's North Island. The closest neighbors are Vanuatu to the west, New Caledonia to the southwest, New Zealand's Kermadec Islands to the southeast, Tonga to the east, and uh, oh no, the Samoas and France's Wali. Wallis and Futuna to the northeast, and Tuvalu to the north. Fiji is an archipelago—I can never say that word—archipelago of more than 330 islands, of which 110 are permanently inhabited, and more than 50 islets. I think that's how you say that, amounting to a total land area of about 18,300 square meters, or 7,100 square miles. The farthest island is Ono'ilau, the two major islands, Viti Levu and Vanua Levu, account for 87% of the total population of 898,760. The capital, Suva, on Viti Levu, serves as Fiji's principal cruise port. About three quarters of Fijians live on Viti Levu's coasts either in Suva or in similar urban centers like Nadi, with tourism being the major industry, or Lautoka, sugarcane industry. Bidi Levu's interior is sparsely inhabited due to its terrain. Fiji has one of the most developed economies in the Pacific due to an abundance of forest, mineral, and fish resources. Today, the main sources of foreign exchange are its tourist industry, and its sugar exports. The country's currency is the Fijian dollar. Fiji's local government, in the form of city and town councils, is supervised by the Ministry of Local Government and Ur Urban Development. 
That's cool. I, I should have uh, gotten a little picture of what the Fijian dollar looked like. I mean, I was aware that they had their own local currency, but now that I read it, I'm sort of interested in seeing what it looks like. The majority of Fiji's islands were formed through volcanic activity starting around 150 million years ago. Today, some geothermal activity still occurs on the islands of Venua Levu and Taveuni. Fiji has been inhabited since the 2nd millennium BC and was settled first by Austronesians and later by Melanesians with some Polynesian influences. Europeans visited Fiji from the 17th century, and after a brief period as an independent kingdom, the British established the colony of Fiji in 1874. Fiji was a crown colony until 1970, when it gained independence as the Dominion of Fiji. A republic was declared in 1987 following a series of coups to taught. In, in a coup in 2006, in a coup in 2006, Commodore Franklin Bainimarama seized power. When the High Court ruled in 2009, uh, what was it? When the High Court ruled in 2009 that the military leadership was unlawful, President Ratu Josefa Iloilo, who the military had retained as a nominal head of state, formally ab abrogated the constitution and reappointed Baini Marama. Later in 2009, the names are very difficult. Iloilo was replaced by President Ratu Epeli Naila Taiku. After years of delays, a democratic election was held on 17th September 2014. Bainimarama's yeah, Fiji First Party won with 59.2% of the vote, and the election was deemed incredible, credible, not incredible, by international observers. Etymology. Fiji's main island is known as Viti Levu, and is from this the name Fiji is derived. Though the common English pronunciation is based on that of the island neighbors in Tonga, its emergence can be described as follows. Fijians first impressed themselves on European consciousness through the writings of the members of the expeditions of Cook, who met them in Tonga. They were described as formidable warriors and ferocious cannibals, builders of the finest vessels in the Pacific, but not great sailors. They inspired awe amongst the Tongans and all their manufacturers. Especially bark cloth and clubs were highly valued and much in demand. They called their home Viti, but the Tongans called it Fisi, and it was by the foreign pronunciation, Fiji, first promulgated by Captain James Cook, that these islands are now known. Fiji, F-E-E-J-E-E, -E -E, the anglicized spelling of the Tongan pronunciation, was used in accounts and other writings until the late 19th century by missionaries and other travelers visiting Fiji. And now we move on to history. Early settlement and development of Fijian culture. Um, that's a subsection. Located in the central Pacific Ocean, Fiji's geography has made it both a destination and a crossroads for migrations for many centuries. According to oral tradition, the indigenous Fijians of today are descendants of the chief Lutunasoabosabao. Did not pronounce that right. And those who arrived with him on the Kaunitoni Canoe. Yeah, 
very difficult to understand. Uh, landing at what is now Vuda, the settlers moved inland to Nakalvadra Mountains. Though this oral tradition has not been independently substantiated, the Fijian government officially promotes it, and many tribes today claim to be descended from the childhood, the children of Lutunasobasoba. Pottery art from Fijian town shows that Fiji was settled by Austronesian peoples before or around 3500 to 1000 BC, with Melanesians following around 1000 years later, although the question of Pacific migration still lingers. It is believed that the Lapita people, or the ancestors of the Polynesians, settled the islands first, but not much is known of what came of them after the Melanesians arrived. They may have had some influence on the new culture, and archaeological evidence shows that they would have then moved to Samoa, Tonga, and even Hawaii. Archaeological evidence shows signs of settlement of Motoriki Island from 600 BC and possibly as far back as 900 BC. Aspects of Fijian culture are similar to the Melanesian culture of the Western Pacific, but have a stronger connection to the older Polynesian tradition or er, cultures. Excuse me. Trades between between Fiji and neighboring archipelago, archipelagos long before European contact is testified by the canoes made from native Fijian trees found in Tonga, and Tongan words being part of the language of the Lao group of islands. Pots made in Fiji have been found in Samoa and even the Marquesas Islands. In the 10th century, the Tuitonga Empire was established in Tonga, and Fiji came within its sphere of influence. The Tongan influence brought Polynesian customs and language into Fiji. The empire began to decline in the 13th century. Across a thousand kilometers, 620 miles, from east to west, Fiji has been a nation of many languages. Fiji's history was one of settlement, but also of mobility, and over the centuries, a unique Fijian culture developed. Large, elegant watercraft with rigged sails called drua were constructed in Fiji, some being exported to Tonga. Distinctive village architecture evolved, consisting of communal and individual bure and veil housing with an advanced system of rampants and moats usually being constructed, constructed around the more important settlements. Pigs were domesticated for food and a variety of agricultural plantations such as bananas existed from an early stage. Villages would also be supplied with water brought to it by constructed wooden aqueducts. Fijians lived in societies that were led by chiefs, elders, and notable warriors. Spiritual leaders, often called bete, were also important cultural figures, and the pronunciation and the pronunciation and the production and consumption of yagona was part of their ceremonial community rites. Fijians developed a monetary system where the polished teeth of the sperm whale—well, you really do learn something new every day—called tambua became an active currency. If I can make a quick pause here, for me it's like, I've always wondered what gives it, I mean, why the, the polished teeth of a sperm, why couldn't it just be, you know, a, a, a marked, you know, tree bark or something? Maybe because it's, uh, it must have to do a lot with scarcity, I mean, I, I imagine getting sperm whale teeth is not the easiest thing to, uh, to do. But, anyway, it reminds me of like the game Fallout where bottle caps is a form of currency, it's like, well really kind of opened your mind um anyway a where was i a type of writing also existed which can be seen today in various petroglyphs around the islands they also produced a refined massy cloth textile industry with the material being used to make sails and clothes such as the malo and 
Liku. As as with most other human civilizations, warfare was an important part of everyday life in pre-colonial Fiji, and the Fijians were noted for their use of weapons such as decorative war clubs and poisoned arrows. With the arrival of Europeans and colonialism in the late 1700s, many elements of Fijian culture were either repressed or modified to ensure European, namely British, control. This was especially the case concerning traditional Fijian spiritual beliefs. Early colonists and missionaries utilized and conflated the concept of cannibalism in Fiji to give a moral imperative for colonial intrusion. By labeling native Fijian customs as debased and primitive, they were able to promote a narrative that Fiji was, quote-unquote, paradise wasted on savage cannibals. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, they're going to promote whatever narrative they need. Extravagant stories made during the 19th century, such as that regarding Ratu Udre Udre, who was said to have consumed 872 people and to have made a pile of stones to record his achievement, permitted an enduring racial typecast of the, quote-unquote, uncivilized Fijian. Cannibalism, as an impression, was an effective racial tool deployed by the colonists that has endured through the 1900s and into the modern day. Authors such as Derek Scar, for example, have perpetuated 19th century claims of quote-unquote freshly killed corpses piled up for eating and ceremonial mass human sacrifice on the constructions of new houses and boats. Although Fiji was known as the Cannibal Isles, other more recent research doubts even the existence of cannibalism in Fiji. This view is not without criticism, and perhaps the most accurate account of cannibalism in 19th century Fiji may come from William McGregor, the long-term chief medical officer in British colonial Fiji. During the Little War of 1876, he stated that the rare occasion of tasting of the flesh of the enemy was done to, quote-unquote, indicate supreme hatred and not out of relish for a gastronomic treat. Recent archaeological research conducted on Fijian sites has begun to shed light on the accuracy of some of these European accounts of cannibalism. Studies conducted by scholars including Degusta, Cochrane, and Jones. Degusta, Cochrane, and Jones provide evidence that cannibalism has been practiced in Fiji through skeletal modifications such as those due to burning or cutting. In the Jones 2015, 2015 study, isotopic analysis of bone collagen provided evidence that human flesh had been consumed by Fijians although it was likely a small and not necessarily regular part of the diet. And I'm just going to skip forward because I mean, we've talked a lot about... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here. Early interaction with Europeans. Dutch explorer Abel Tasman was the first known European visitor to Fiji, citing the northern island of Vanua Levu and the North Tavuni archipelago in 1643 while looking for the great southern continent. James Cook, the British navigator, visited one of the southern Lao Islands in 1774. It was not until 1789, however, that the islands were chartered and plotted when William Bly, the castaway captain of the HMS Bounty, passed over Lao and sailed between the main islands of Viti Levu and Vanua Levu en route to Batavia, in what is now Indonesia. Bly Water, the strait between the two main islands, is named after him, and for a time, the Fiji Islands were known as the Bly Islands. <laughs> what a what a what a conceited prick! The first Europeans to maintain a substantial contact with the Fijians were sandalwood merchants, whalers, and beach de mer, sea cucumber traders. Wow, cool! 
Some of the Europeans who came to Fiji in this period were accepted by the locals and were allowed to stay as residents. Probably the most famous of these were, was a Swede by the name of Callie Svensson, better known as Charlie Savage. Charlie was permitted to take wives and establish himself in high rank in Bao society in exchange for helping defeat local adversaries. In 1813, however, Charlie became a victim of the lifestyle and was killed in a botched raid. In a botched raid, excuse me. Interesting, Charlie the Savage. In the 1820s, Levuka was established as the first European-style town in Fiji on the island of Ovalau. The market for beach de mer in China was lucrative, and British and American merchants set up processing stations on various islands. Local Fijians were utilized to collect, prepare, and pack the product, which would then be shipped to Asia. A good cargo would result in a half-yearly profit of around $25,000 for the dealer. The Fijians worked workers were often given firearms and ammunition as an exchange for their labor, and by the end of the 1820s, most of the Fijian chiefs and muskets had muskets, and many were skilled at using them. Some Fijian chiefs soon felt confident enough with their new weapons to forcibly obtain more destructive weaponry from the Europeans. In 1834, men from Viwa and Bao were able to take control of the friendship Lamabiel, Josephine, and use its cannon against their enemies on the Rewo River, River Rewomoba, although they later ran it aground. Christian missionaries like David Cargill also arrived in the 1830s from recently converted regions such as Tonga and Tahiti, and by 1840 the European settlement and Lavuka had grown to about 40 houses with former whaler David Whippy being a notable resident. The religious conversion of the Fijians was a gradual process which was observed firsthand by Captain Charles Wilkins of the United States Exploring Expedition. Wilkes, Wilkes was his name. Wilkes wrote that, quote, all the chiefs seemed to look upon Christianity as a change in which they had much to lose and little to gain, end quote. And then they talk about the... So here we have a little more. Let's skip a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit, a little bit uh, dreary. It's a little bit uh, morbid. I'll just pick a different subsection. Because, I mean, there's obviously a ton. Let's do, let's start here again. The Kingdom of Fiji, 1871 to 1874. After the collapse of the Confederacy, Ma'afu established a stable administration in the Lao Islands, and the Togans, therefore, were again becoming influential. Other foreign powers, such as the United States, were also considering the possibility of annexing Fiji. This situation was not appealing to many settlers, almost all of whom were British subjects from Australia. However, Britain, however, still refused to annex the country, and subsequently, a compromise was needed. In June 1871, George Austin Woods, an ex-lieutenant of the Royal Navy, became managed to influence Kakubao and organize a group of like-minded settlers and chiefs into forming a government administration, a governing administration. Kakubao was declared the monarch, Tuiviti, and the Kingdom of Fiji was established. Most Fijian chiefs agreed to participate, and even Maafu chose to recognize Kakubao and participate in the constitutional monarchy. However, many of the settlers had come from British colonies like Victoria and New South Wales, where negotiation with the indigenous people almost universally involved the barrel of a gun. As a result, several aggressive, racially motivated opposition groups, such as the British Subjects Mutual Protection Society, sprouted up. One group called themselves the Ku Klux Klan in homage, in homage to the white supremacist group in America. It's terrible. However, when respected individuals such as Charles St. Julian, Robert Sherson Swanson, and John Bates Thurston were appointed by 
Kakubao, a degree of authority, was established. With the rapid increase in white settlers into the country, the desire for land acquisition also intensified. Once again, conflicted with the Kai Kolo in the interior of Viti Levu ensued. In 1871, the killing of two settlers named Spears and Mackintosh near the Ba River in the northwest of portion of the island prompted a large punitive expedition of white farmers, imported slave laborers, and coastal Fijians to be organized. This group of, about, of around 400 armed vigilantes, including veterans of the U.S. Civil War, had a battle with a Kaikolo near the village of Kubu, in which both sides had to withdraw. The village was destroyed, and the Kaikolo, despite being armed with muskets, received numerous casualties. The Kaikolo responded by making frequent raids on settlements of the whites and Christian Fijians throughout the district of Ba. Likewise, in the east of in the east of the island of the upper reach of the Rewa, Rewa River, it's a freaking tongue twister, man. Rewa River. River. Villages were burnt, and a great many Kaikolo were shot by the vigilante settler squad called the Rewa Rifles. Another tongue twister. Rewa Rifles. Maybe it's just me. Although the Kakobao government did not approve of the settlers taking justice into their own hands, it did not want the Kaikolo subjugated and their land sold off. The solution was to form an army. Robert S. Swanson, the Minister of Native Affairs in the Kingdom, organized the training and arming of suitable Fijian volunteers and prisoners to become soldiers in what was invariably called the King's Troops or the Native Regiment. In a, similar, sorry, in a similar system to the Native Police that was present in the colonies of Australia, two white settlers, James Harding and W. Fitzgerald, were appointed as the head officers of the paramilitary brigade. The formation of the force did not sit well with many of the white plantation owners as they did not trust an army of Fijians to protect their interests. The situation intensified further in early 1873 when the Burns family were killed by a Kaikolo raid in the Ba River area. The Kakubao government deployed 50 King's troops, troopers to the region under the command of Major Fitzgerald to restore order. The local whites, with their own large force, under the leadership of Mr. White and Mr. de Courcy, Ireland, refused their posting, and a further deployment of another 50 troops under Captain Harding was sent to emphasize the government's authority. Um, I just lost track where I was. A skirmish between the government's troops and the White Sellers Brigade was only prevented by the timely intervention of Captain William Cox Chapman of HMS Dido, who promptly detained Mr. White and Mr. de Courcy, Ireland, forcing the group to disband. The authority of the king's troops and the Kakobao government to crush the Kaikolo was now complete or total. British colony annexation by the British in 1874. Despite achieving military victories over the Kaikolo, the Kakobao government was faced with problems of legitimacy and economic viability. Indigenous Fijians and white settlers refused to pay taxes and the cotton price had collapsed. With these major major issues in mind, John Bates Thurston approached the British government at Kakubao's request with another office, offer to cede, to, to cede the islands. The newly elected Troy British government under Benjamin Disraeli encouraged expansion of the empire and was therefore much more sympathetic to annexing Fiji than it had been previously. The murder of John Bishop Coleridge Patterson of the Melanesian mission at Nukapu in the Reef Islands had provoked public outrage which was compounded by the massacre by crew members of more than 150 Fijians on board 
v. Brig Carl. Two British commissioners were sent to Fiji to investigate the possibility of an annexation. The question was complicated by maneuvering for power between Kakubao and his old rival, Ma'afu, with both men vacillating for many months. On March 21, 1874, Kakubao made a final offer, which the British accepted. On September 23rd, Sir Hercules Robinson, soon to be appointed the British governor of Fiji, arrived on HMS Dido and received Kakubao with a royal 21-gun salute. After some vacillation, Kakubao agreed to renounce his Tui Viti title, retain the title of Vuni Valu, or protector. The former secession took place on October 10, 1874, when Kakubao, Ma'afu, and some of the senior chiefs of Fiji signed copies of the deed of secession. Thus, the colony of Fiji was founded. 96 years of British rule followed. And of course, there's a huge... You know, there's Fiji World War One, World War II. I mean, it's, it's actually a massive. I'll skip ahead to Independence 1970. The British granted Fiji independence in 1970. Democratic rule was interrupted by two military coups in 1987, precipitated by a growing perception that the government was dominated by the Indo-Fijian, quote-unquote, Indian community. The second 1987 coup saw both the Fijian monarchy and the governor, governor general replaced by a non-executive president and the name of the country changed from Dominion of Fiji to Republic of Fiji and then 1997 to Republic of the Fiji Islands. The two coups and the accompanying civil unrest contributed to heavy Indo-Fijian emigration. The resulting population loss resulted in economic difficulties and ensured that Melanesians became the, the majority. In 1990, the new constitution institutionalized ethnic Fijian domination of the political system. The group, the group Against Racial Discrimination, Guard, was formed to oppose the unilaterally imposed constitution and to restore the 1970 constitution. In 1992, Sitiveni Rabuka, the lieutenant colonel who had carried out the 1987 coup, became prime minister following elections held under the new constitution. Three years later, Rabuka established the Constitutional Review Commission, which in 1997 wrote a new constitution which was supported by most leaders of the indigenous Fijian and the Indo-Fijian communities. Fiji was readmitted to the Commonwealth of Nations. Uh, in 2005, the Karas government, amid much controversy, proposed a reconciliation and unity commission with power to recommend compensation for victims of the 2000 coup and amnesty for its perpetrators. However, the military, especially the nation's top military commander, Frank Bainamarama, strongly opposed this bill. In late November and early December 2016, Bainamarama was instrumental in the 2006 Fijian coup d'etat. So in 2006, again, another coup. Bainamarama handed down a list of demands to the Karais after a bill was put forward to a parliament, part of which would have offered pardons to participants in the 2000 coup attempt. He gave Karas an ultimatum date of four of December 4th to accede to the demands or to resign from his post. Uh, Karas admittedly, adamantly, adamantly refused either to concede or resign, and on December 5th, the President Ratu Jose Iloilo was said to have signed a legal order dissolving the parliament after meeting with Bainamarama. For a country of its size, Fiji has a fairly large armed forces and has been a major contributor to UN peacekeeping missions in various parts of the world. In addition, a significant number of former military personnel have served in the lucrative security sector in Iraq following the 2003-led invasion.
onto climate, onto lighter things. The climate in Fiji is a tropical marine and warm year-round with minimal extremes. The warm, This is what everyone's waiting for. The warm season is from November to April, and the cooler seasons last from May to October. Temperature in the cool season still averages 22 degrees Celsius or 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Beautiful. Rainfall is variable with the warm seasons experiencing heavier rainfall, especially inland. For the larger islands, rainfall is heavier on the southeast portions of the islands than on the northwest portions with, conse- with consequences for agriculture in those areas. Winds are moderate. Excuse me. Excuse me. Winds are moderate. Those cyclones occur about once a year, 10 to 12 times per decade. On February 20th, 2016, Fiji was hit by a full-force cyclone Winston, the only Category 5 tropical cyclone to make landfall in the nation. Winston destroyed tens of thousands of homes across the island, killing 44 people and causing an estimated $2 billion in damages to, in Fijian dollars. It's a billion dollar in U.S. dollars in damage. Tourism. Another, you know, I'm sure what everyone was waiting for. Fiji has a significant amount of tourism, with the popular regions being Nadi, the Coral Coast, Denarau Island, and Mamamuka Islands. The biggest sources of international visitors by country are Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. Fiji has a significant number of soft coral reefs, and scuba diving is a common tourist activity. Fiji's main attractions to tourists are primarily white sandy beaches and aesthetically pleasing islands with all-year-round tropical weather. In general, Fiji is a mid-range price holiday-slash-vacation destination with most of the accommodations in this range. It also has a variety of world-class five-star resorts and hotels. More budget resorts are being opened in remote areas, which will provide more tourism opportunities. CNN named Fiji's Laukala Island Resort as one of the 15 world's most beautiful island hotels. Official stats show that in 2012, 75% of visitors stated that they came for a holiday-slash-vacation. Honeymoons are very popular, as are romantic getaways in general. Fiji has several popular tourism destinations, the Biotanical Gardens of Thurston and Suva, Sigatoka Sand Dunes, the Kolo E. Suva Forest Park are three options on the mainland, Fiji Levu. A major attraction on the outer islands is scuba diving. And then it gives you a breakdown of, um, you know, uh, visitors from different countries and how often, you know, what, what, you know, how many come each year. So on Australia in 2017, 365,689 visitors came, 184,595 New Zealanders visited Fiji in 2017. In the same year, the United States saw 81,198 visitors. The next is China with 48,796. The UK is next with 16,925. And finally, it's Canada with 12,421. So, yeah, getting my So anyway, that was uh, Fiji. Um, you know, I was expecting the Wikipedia page to have a little bit more about the tourism and their their economy and all that, but you know, it's a very interesting uh, series of islands with obviously a, a lot of history. Actually, even though it's again a, a relatively small uh, area that it occupies, it's tiny in reality. So. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy that. If you have any suggestions uh, for future ASM articles, things you'd like me to uh, read, you can always send an email to hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. If you want to help the show, you can do so via Patreon, via checking us out on Tingles, the popular ASMR app, uh, or via donating on our website, which is just sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's the episode. 
I want to thank you as always for listening and take care.